Hello and welcome to the and welcome to the Miss Reason show with Miss Reason and Just Jay. Hey Jay. Hey lady. How are you? I'm good. It's been a long, long day, but I'm well. How are you doing? I'm pretty good, and yeah, it's been a long day. For some reason, today just kind of went by really slow. Right. Right. Yeah, but I, I was good, counting so. down the hours. I know, right? Excited to get this show started tonight. We're back after having a break from the holidays. Right. So um, we have a wonderful guest on tonight. Uh, Kanisha Moore will be on with us tonight, and we're excited to speak with her. Um, anxious to have her on the show. So, Kanisha, welcome to the show. Peace. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity to speak her or be heard. I appreciate it. Thank you for oh, no calling problem. in. Yeah, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. We appreciate you as well. So we do have a hot topic for today, and it is the inauguration. Right, Jay? Yeah. So um, each show we pick, like, a hot topic, just, you know, something that's not specifically to guess so that we all can, you know, just add a little two cents in about it. Mm -hmm. And um, with the inauguration coming up, I thought that that would be a good, you know, topic. So where do you stand on, like, what are your feelings on it? On the okay, <laughs> my whole my whole stance is this: um, you know, we all have to understand that we allow, you know, things to affect us on the outside world that sometimes we don't have to. Um, this whole Trump and inauguration, him being president, and all these people that. Ultimately, if you are doing what you're supposed to be doing for you and following your path where you're supposed to be going, all of that is not going to matter. It's just not. Um, You create your own reality. And if you focus your attention on that and you focus your attention on all this negative stuff and all this other negative things going on, then, you know, you'll be affected by it. But it's not, I'm not saying, you know, turn a blind eye and, oh, God, it doesn't exist. No, but you create your own reality. And I just, you know. I choose to, I homeschool my children the way I do. I I don't put my children's education's hands, education in other people's hands. I don't put my, you know, income in other people's hands. So those things, are, I'm not affected, you know what I mean, by that in that way. So I believe it's up that to the individual. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's up to the individual to really, really pay attention to what's going on and understand that, you know, you're in control of everything that you do and around you. So you, you don't let outside sources control your day or control what you how you feel or what your decisions you make. Right. Yeah, that okay. does make a lot of sense. Um mm-hmm. I I agree with her on that, that you can't let outside forces kinda of control your life. You have to take control of your life yourself. And with Donald Trump becoming president, that kinda of will affect the country as a whole. Um, but we do have our own individual minds, our own individual thoughts and ways of doing things. So um, um, I think as – go ahead. Go ahead, sis, finish. No, I'm finished. Well, I was going to say that I think that, um, you know, I felt like it was going to affect us on a personal level with the way uh, – 
certain individuals are choosing to act because of the upcoming inauguration. I think that we will be forced to deal with some things that have been kept in the dark for a long time. And um, I, I do agree that, you know, a lot of people, in order to continue to be happy or in order to grow and become happy, will need to do, as Kanisha saying, and take their children's educations into their own hands as well as their income. Because, I mean, if we're really all, all honest with ourselves, a lot of us aren't happy working, you know, anyway. And the system has failed so many children anyway. <laughs> so I think that right. it's, it's going to get to that point that that many more people will need to make those types of decisions because of this. I agree. The system has failed the children um, on a large scale um, and, and all over the world, especially inner cities, um, you know, the children really lack the education that they need, and homeschooling is a, a good alternative to going to um, regular public schooling, right. uh, especially if you have a, a great, um, I want to say curriculum and a great outlook on how you want to homeschool your children and what you're trying to homeschool them in. Um, right. I think... With the inauguration coming, what's worrying people mostly is the fact that the um, nationalists and the um, the white supremacists and the Donald Trump supporters are going to open a carry and are going to carry concealed weapons to the inauguration. So that yeah, would be I a first. That too. Yeah, that I would saw be a that first. Too. And they're worried about that. Um, so there's there's a lot of great concern about that actually because they're pretty much sure that they're going to try to carry concealed weapons to the inauguration to deter the protesters oh, wow. of the inauguration or to intimidate. So mm. that's a problem. Right. right. That's a major problem. Right. The fact that that, that would even be allowed. Yeah, it's an issue if you know the protesters. You know, every again, you know, we can focus on what someone else is going to do, or you can say, if I'm going to be out here protesting, and you know, you gonna have your gun, do I go unarmed? You know what I mean? Right. Like, do we really? Do but we really have protesters. to put ourselves to being a victim? Do we have to be a victim in that circumstance? No, we don't. Right. Because I mean, if concealed weapons are allowed, then they're allowed. Point blank. Exactly. Period. There it is. But in Washington State, they're not allowed. That's the thing. They're not allowed in Washington State. So they're thinking they're going to conceal them. Like bring them in illegally? Right, like bring them in illegally. Mm. They're saying that they're prepared for any outcome, but they're expecting that the white supremacists and the racist people will be carrying concealed weapons. Um, they didn't say anything about the protesters, um, because if you think about it, most protesters are nonviolent. Right. They don't come looking for a fight. They they feel like it's, it's freedom of speech. I should be able to come protest if I want to protest, which is true. It is their right to protest, but it is well, not their right to carry concealed weapons in the state where it's illegal. If logically speaking, if you have, you know, you know that they're coming with guns, you know, we can have that ideal that I should be peaceful in this protest, but really, is that really an option? If they're coming, if you know and they're telling you they're coming with guns, is that really an option? Well, 
That's true, but you know. Go ahead. Marie, we can go ahead. Kanisha. Mm-hmm, I'm here. Yeah, we were letting you finish. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying, you know, I just, <laughs> I, I understand that, you know, everyone, that's what I'm saying, you know, having these fears, you know, the biggest thing I feel a lot of times we are given stories to instill fears to say, hey, no, don't do this because, you know, it's a possibility that something will happen. Okay. You know, if these people are going to come with guns and you know you're a peaceful protester, well, I, I suggest that you may have to change things up in that particular moment. If you're going to protest, you know what I mean? It's either you be scared and not do, or you walk into your fear and do what you have to do. It's completely up. You know, we can't, we can't, we can't keep straddling the fence here. If you're going to protest and you're going to stri- straight up saying this is what I believe in, this is who I am, this is what I'm fighting for, then this is what you have to do. There is no straddling the fence. There is no fear. You can't be scared. No different than you can't be scared of taking your own career in your own hands, taking your children's education in your own hands. We have to get past this fear mentality because this whole, you know, this system is set up to just cause you to be scared. You know, you're scared to go to inauguration. You're scared to protest. No, if you're going to protest, protest. But just go there with a the logical understanding that there's a possibility these people here are going to have guns. What am I going to do to protect myself? You know what I mean? True. Very true. I agree. Well, all right. Well, we'll we will see what will happen on the twentieth uh, with the inauguration and the protesters and the um, the white supremacists and the the racist people or Donald Trump supporters. I'll call them. How about that? Right, <laughs> right. That's the same difference. <laughs> same, same difference. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Kanisha. Mhm. How long have you been homeschooling your children? Oh, I have. My three older children are sixteen, nine, and eight. My nine-year-old and eight-year-old have never been in school, so they've always been homeschooled. Um, I, I started teaching my children as um, babies at six months old with sign language. So we we homeschool from <laughs> from the from the womb. And my oldest okay. daughter, my oldest, my daughter, she started when she was in seventh grade um, because she, you know, I hadn't started that journey with her, you know, when she was little as far as homeschooling was concerned. I was a young mom, so I, you know, was still coming into my own understanding. And um, so when she hit seventh grade, I pulled her out because I was already homeschooling my younger ones um, because she was having anxiety really bad and um, test-taking anxiety, and I started seeing the toll it was having on her. And um, I decided to pull her out, and that was the best decision I'd ever made was to pull her out and start homeschooling her full-time. So it's been... been Technically about nine years I've been homeschooling. About nine years? Mm-hmm. So That's how beautiful. does homeschooling, right, how does homeschooling affect children socially with them not getting <clears throat> that social, social interaction for so that many is years? A, that is a myth. That is a huge myth. And okay. I'm going to tell you why that's a myth. Um one, I know with my children, um, we, you know, 
because I made this decision, homeschooling is not just about saying I'm going to take my children out and teach them. When I say I homeschool, I literally, I'm telling you, from the moment they wake up in the morning to they go to bed at night is a school day for my children. We do this 365 days a year. It's a way of life. When you have it in your mind that your children literally are learning at every turn of the day, you take homeschooling takes on a whole nother meaning. And it's understanding that when your children go outside and play, that's interaction. When they're playing with the children down the street, that's social interaction. When they go to the park, they go to the library, these are all social interactions. We've come to the belief that, we've come to the understanding that school is normal. School environment is not a normal environment for our children. It's not. That is not normal. It is not normal for you to be in around this many, those, that many people and that many energies and that many personalities at one time. That is not normal. It's bombarding to the children. They can't get, uh, that's why they can't sit still. It's so much going on, so many different personalities going on. That's not normal. We are your family beings. We are supposed to be these little packs. And when we have these big, huge groupings of children, that's the abnormality. That's the abnormal socialization. That's why we have the effects that we have now on our children, that they can't figure out who they are. We have so many people walking this planet who don't know who they are. Why? They've never, been having, they've never had a moment to figure it out. They've been completely surrounded by all these people at all times from age 5 until, what, 17? They're never mm-hmm. able to figure that out. So we've, been, we've gotten this backwards. We've gotten this backwards, upside down, turned all around. But normal is to be in a family environment. The normal part is to give a child an opportunity to figure out what it is they love to do, who they are, what makes it easier for them. And they do that through your family interaction, not through interaction and social interaction as far as your home group and where you're around you know, daily, not in these big, huge masses in these institutions. That's not normal at all. Okay. Okay, I understand that. I totally understand I that. Agree. And I, do. I agree with that. Um, my children, you know, my children have been in public school for, for years, and this is the first year that um, mine are doing um, homeschool. And when I say they're so much calmer and so much, um, you know, easier going, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's not, a, it's not a stress environment for them to learn anything, and they're progressing better. Mm-hmm. They're progressing better. Like um, my son, uh, he was three years advanced and everything except math. But the school system had me believing he was behind in math because mm-hmm. it was a shortcoming, that, that it was mm-hmm. just a shortcoming. But since last summer, he's already passed. He's he's supposed to be in sixth grade um, as far as public school is concerned. But he's always tested. Like last year in fifth grade, he tested at eighth grade and everything except math. But um, me doing it now, he's doing uh, seventh and eighth grade math. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm also able to teach him things like, you know, things they don't even teach in school anymore, like um, handwriting. They're not teaching script, mm-hmm. and he, he already knows how to do it. You know what I'm saying? They're, you know, mm-hmm. they're not really teaching. They, they have these kids on all of these gadgets and stuff, but they're not really teaching typing. How is it that from first to fifth, he's had all of these gadgets in school, but he's telling me, Mommy, I can't type. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right. So mm-hmm. I had to actually start him 
with, you know, apps and programs that practice typing. You know what I'm saying? And and the same thing with my daughter. Um, I did teach my son early on. I started with him at, like, one, and that's why he's so advanced. But with my daughter, my husband didn't want me to. And mm-hmm. I followed, you know, I respected his wishes, but I can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. And they kept her at her same position throughout the entire kindergarten year, and, and I see it. Her being mm-hmm. home with me, she's advancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, and the biggest thing is being able to understand that you, we, you know, have as parents, as mothers especially, we've taken the um, joy of learning our children away from ourselves. We have literally put our children in the hands of others for eight hours a day. And then when we get them at home, you know, it's time for them to wind down. And we don't even know our children anymore. Like, you know, Jay, you were saying, you notice, you know, these things with your children. It's like being able to, when my daughter came home from, you know, having been in school and she finally came home and, you know, was being homeschooled, I had to learn my child all over again because I Mm -hmm. had no Ooh, you know, these things have been within her. You know, she, my daughter is a, a genius as far as her art. You wouldn't believe the things this child can do. And it was because she had been, you know, stifled for so long in this school environment, I believe, that it hadn't blossomed as quickly as it, it, it could have. And so when right. she came home, suddenly this genius came into my understanding and I was able to see it because – I hadn't been seeing all this other time. She was away from me for so long. You know what I mean? Right. And, so and I'm sure you were able to better nurture it as well because exactly. they stifle art. They stifle mm-hmm. art. And my son is gifted art-wise, too, and I found that, mm-hmm. too. They stifle art in the schools. They don't even have art programs anymore. Yep. Yep. So once you get to the point where, you know, you're seeing that as a mother, you know, we first have to go within ourselves and ask ourselves some tough questions about what is being a mother to me? What does this mean? What does being a parent really mean? What, how much of a commitment do I have to this parenting thing, you know? What am I really right. going to give my child as far as an opportunity for them to progress? Because we're, we're, not, we're not doing what we need to do by handing them over to someone else, you know? We, yeah. we're, taking a, we're doing a microwave version of parenting, and we've got to stop that because we're getting microwave babies now. Right. You know, we got to stop. Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Jay, do you have a question? Um. Yeah. I, I just wanted to know, Um. this is one of your the uh, actual questions, too, Um. but it's one I was curious about. Is there anything specific that you feel like the school system was lacking that made you say, okay, I'm pulling my daughter out? Uh, <laughs> school, the school system is not – set up to teach your children. It's set up to indoctrinate your children with, you know, being a drone and being a, you know, a good worker. And it's it's not about teaching them. Teaching is, you know, opening the mind to new things, opening the mind to learn, you know, who and what you are. When you teach, it's more than just standing in front of a classroom. It's opening a child to the environment around them. They can't do that sitting in a desk for that many hours. They can't do right. that and actually learn. They're not learning. These babies are not learning. They're just being, they're being indoctrinated. 
that, that's honest to God. There's nothing. So when my daughter would come home, my daughter has always been, in, you know, one of these special children, one of these indigo children we hear so much about. And so she was always very sensitive, always very caring, and always very loving. And so I noticed that, you know, these people were trying to stifle this to my child. You know, Jason, you need to you need to back up. You need to just, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on. You know, these are attributes I want her to hold on to because we don't have enough of this in the world. And, um, you know, so it's not teaching your child to be who they are. They're teaching your child to be like everyone else. So this right. is not, not a teaching environment. That's not a teaching environment. School is not, that's not a learning environment. It's just not. It's not. So there was, that in my opinion, if they don't teach in the damn thing as far as life was concerned, <laughs> it just wasn't. And like I said, it wasn't until I had better understanding of knowledge of what I was supposed to be doing that I see it. You know, it's not until you have an understanding as a parent of your child and really asking yourself some hard questions do you get to see it too. Because I can say this until I'm blue in the face. But I'm looking at this from a different perspective than a lot of parents who send their children to school. You know, you'll hear parents say, well, I can't, I can't do that because i got to go to work. Okay, you know what? Then if that's the perspective you want to take, then by all means take that. That's you. You got that. But I have to look at this from a different yeah, perspective. I have to go based off of what I see, you know? Right. Well, you know, I'm speaking from a mother who homeschooled her daughter and sent her. My daughter went to, to um, I would say, um, schools that specialized in science, um, basically science like and mathematics. Program. Yeah. Right. Um, so you had you had to test into the school, um, oh. and I homeschooled her at the same time. So she was always. Um, she was always ahead, even in the in the in the school with the you know the testing in and the uh, extracurriculum things that they did with the students and everything. So mm-hmm. I, I think I picked her school very well for her because she learned a lot, but she learned more when she came home because school wasn't over for her when she came home. She had to start homeschool with me, and I think she enjoyed that more than she did her regular school day. Um, she went to school all year round. Um, so when it came time for her to go to college, I let her take a year off, and then she went to college, and mm-hmm. and it did her it did her some good. She got a chance to rest. She got a chance to take a break and and decide on be sure what she wanted to do with her life. Uh, she's in the medical field now, and she's. Um, She's she's great. She's well-rounded, and she's like your daughter is. She's one of those extra caring, loving, friendly people that we need in this world. And mm-hmm. I think by me taking that extra time with her, because I work from home. I've always worked from home with her, so I was always right. available to her um, and always there for her to nurture her and to nurture her caring and loving side and let her know that it's okay to be you and I think that that helped her throughout, you know, that really helped her and inspired her to stay who she is and authentic to herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always been an individual, and, and she always has stood out because of her individuality, and I, and I love that about her. Even as an adult, she's still the same. Yeah. That's beautiful, Mommy. That is. That is. That's, 
And see, my my baby girl is smaller than you guys is. Like she's she's about to be seven um, in a couple days actually. And I was struggling with how to deal with. You know, me and Marie, me and you have spoken about this a lot. She is really, I I call her my little my little fairy, my little pixie child, because she's very whimsical and soft. And I haven't like I was a tomboy, so I'm struggling with how to deal with it anyway. But I will say about both my children, I have always been adamant about whoever they are, that's them. I don't care who has anything to say about it. That's who they, that's who they are, and I'm going to, like, nurture it. If yep. my daughter right. thinks she's a queen today, that's what we're going to do today. We yep. all dressing up like princesses. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, and I noticed with my son, um, intelligent black boys specifically seem to intimidate teachers. And I can't even say how many teachers, especially male teachers, they call me, like, they would call me about him. One teacher told me that he felt like my son was condescending because he asked questions. And that's what made me feel like, okay, what kind of learning is this this happening here where he can't ask questions? Clearly Mm -hmm. he's not, like, if he's advanced, if if he knows, you know, fifth and sixth grade stuff already, and he's asking questions, that means something you're teaching him is not connected with what he already knows. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Y'all, are, y'all are doing something different. And if you can't explain to him why, then mm-hmm. are you really teaching or are you just trying to drill this into them so this is what they believe and this is what they follow? Yeah, I've heard. I've and heard that has that. a lot to do with why our history is not taught to our children. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because nobody's I've asking heard. questions. Right. I've heard that concern from another, from other mommies, too, where their children have been, um, you know, stifled and that, you know, they can't, it's one of those, you know, you, the whole, you are talking about protesting, they don't want you to be one who asks, who calls too many ways because once you, you know, knowledge spreads. So once the child right. gets to the point where they start asking questions, that's going to ignite in other children to do that too. So, yes, they're going to want to stifle that child that's starting to ask questions. That child is going to be looked at as a problem. So, you know, you can't have that type of, you know, dis- you can't have that type of disturbance in a classroom because that teacher's job is to control. You know, we're talking about allowing your children to be who they are. Well, we can't allow them, we can't expect them for them to learn who they are in an environment where they're constantly being controlled. You know, there's a difference between guiding and controlling, you know. Right. And there's no guiding in a school. There's too many children. I mean, that's, like I said, no disrespect to the, to the environment if that's what it, because that's what it calls for. No disrespect to those teachers who are doing their job because that's what that job calls for. But to be honestly able to say that as parents, we want this for our children. Do you really want this for your children? Do you really believe that that's going to help your children grow to become the people that they were put on this planet to become, to be? You know what I mean? We we have to ask some questions because these kids are not going to, these babies aren't going to be able to become who and what they're supposed to be in these environments. And we're just going to keep on with this cycle over and over again. It's just not going to stop. I fully agree with that. Totally agree. So, um, how did you get involved with the Conscious Parenting Homeschooling Group? Um, I actually started it because I didn't have any moms to talk to. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, wow. it was, I didn't have any. I didn't have any moms in my environment. 
um, where I was at the time that were really consciously, and when I say, you know, let me let me explain some things when I use the word conscious parenting. I'm not using conscious, like, you know, consciousness has become this, you know, new religion almost. Trending thing. Right. 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 This, that's not, no, I literally mean you have forethought and you are giving thought to every aspect of parenting. You are consciously parenting your children. You are actually taking into account what you're doing as a parent. So it's not a trending topic. That's not the reason. I, no, I picked it because that's what I did from, you know, my children. That's what I was doing with my children. I was making conscious decisions with my parenting. I wasn't just winging it. I wasn't just going, well, let me see what happens. No, I sat down and I went, well, what's the cause and the effect of the things that I'm doing? And if I'm not doing something in the in a way that facilitates my children's growth, I need to make a change. That's consciousness. That's consciously doing, that's consciously parenting your child. It's not allowing someone else to make the decision for you and then you just going along with it. No, it is literally being able to make a decision when it comes to your children's education and your parenting. I wanted other moms who saw that vision around me. And so I didn't see that. I wasn't hearing that. So I started and I you know, went out and I started, you know, literally recruiting moms <laughs> and would go to libraries and go places and be like, look, you know, look at moms. I was, I, I'm a teacher, but I'm also a student. So I studied. So I would see how mommy studied, how mommy, how mothers were mommying their children. And I would ask the question, hey, you know, how, what are you doing as far as your education for your children? What are, you, what, are, what, are your, what are your goals? What is your plan for your family? And we start kicking up conversations and started hearing moms going, oh, you know, they're excited the same way I am because they're like, yo, I didn't know anybody else was really thinking like this. I thought I was the only one. So, you know, this is what sparked it because I had a need. Literally, I needed other mommies like me around. And so I right. went out and I found them. I went and I found them and I said, come on. Let's talk. Let's 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 get together. Let's let's share some ideas and how does this work for you? And it's not just in homeschooling front. I mean, we're doing this on parenting. You know, teaching our children who they are. It's a collective understanding that it's going to take this village to raise these babies. I wanted a village right, right. of like-minded exactly. individuals. Okay, so I went and I found some. <laughs> I went and I found them. Okay, that's good. That's really good to have. That's sort of like a support group as well. Um, that That's wonderful to do that, to be able to find like-minded mothers that want to come together for the children. And, and it does take a village to raise a child. And mm-hmm. so but for you to find that many like-minded mothers to be able to start a group, um, that's awesome. I commend mm-hmm. you for that. And once you start walking your path, though, I'm telling you, everything gets out your way and everybody is attracted to you like they're supposed to be. Once you put it in your mind that that's what you want to do and you start putting your actions to show that, it was when I started conscious parenting was when the other mommy started materializing because I had started conscious parenting. Like there was, right. because it was just an idea in my mind, it wasn't until I started putting that idea into actual reality that these parents start coming. It wasn't until I started taking these things and making them 
tangible did it happen. But it was because I had put it in my mind that this is what I wanted. And anything that you set your mind to that's in accordance to your path, you're going to get. That's just, that's just how, that's how this world works. That's how this universe works. Anything you want, that you're doing, um, you're doing it in the right direction and you're doing it in your path, you're going to get it. You just have right. to know it. You just have to know it. Okay. So you are a spiritual healer as well, correct? Mm-hmm. What exactly is a spiritual healer for all of the listeners that don't know? Uh, a spiritual healer is that person, you know, this is, I had this conversation before when someone asked me the same question, what's a healer? Not, you know, I say, well, when you sit down and um, you have a conversation with somebody, and most times people who are healers don't even realize they're healers until someone says something about it and they bring up the conversation. But when you're sitting down and you're having a conversation with someone and this person just starts to spill everything that's in their whole life, and the next thing you know, you're able to, because one, you're looking at it. When I say your reflection, everybody around you is your reflection. So the person sitting next to you is your reflection. So what this person is going to say to you is going to resonate with you. And you're going to have exactly what they needed to help heal them. Because you've either experienced it or something within you, your ancestors give you the answers in order to help them. A lot of times that are happening, you don't even know that it's happening. You don't even realize that you're doing it, but it's just happening. That's a healer. A healer is not somebody who comes out and says, I'm a healer. I'm going to do this. I'm a... No, it's just naturally in you. Generally, right. if you're a mother and, you're in, and you are into your motherhood and you into your womanhood, you're a healer. Each one of us, we have babies, we're healing because that's what we're here to do. As women, we heal. It's our job to heal our families, heal our husbands, heal our, heal our babies, heal our, you know, brothers, heal our sisters. It's our job to heal. And we heal ourselves. Once you start to heal yourself, especially if you're, you know, working on yourself and you're healing yourself, well, you, you're a super healer <laughs> because you right. really get an understanding as to what it is that you have this empathy for others. You have this love for others and it pours out and you heal through love. You know, not to sound all, you know, earthy, crunchy or anything, but that's just really how it is. Like, that's really what healing is. That's really what healing is. Okay. So, you know, it's not like a conscious thing. It's just something naturally within you to do. Like you said, especially Mm -hmm. if you're a mother, it's just Mm -hmm. something that's within you. Mm -hmm. Okay, I get that. Because I I do um, life coaching. Well, actually, I'm a um, holistic life coach. And... Um, I'm not doing it as much as I used to do it. And when I was doing it before and people come to me, it's like I don't have to search for the answers. They're already within me Mm -hmm. to give them the answers. And and I love that part of being the holistic, with the holistic part of it because it's a natural process. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it really does help people. A lot of people aren't really familiar with it, but... It is um, it is a natural way of of healing, like you said, um, mm-hmm. a holistic way, which is natural. Mm-hmm. It's holy. And the person, and you as the healer, you're healing yourself because, like I said, you're looking exactly. at this other person, and your this other person is a reflection of you. I don't know how many times I've sat down and done some work. And, and again, I say work, but it's not work to me. It's me, you know, just being me. 
and sit right. down and talking to someone and them telling me the story, and I'm looking at them going, damn, that's exactly how I felt. And then at, at that particular point in time, or damn, I know that feeling, and then you start to say things, and it's almost like you are literally talking to yourself. It's almost like you are saying something within to your soul to soothe yourself, but at the same time you're soothing this other person. That's that's spiritual. That's that's love. You know, that's something that we can't we can't you know you can't bottle that. You can't sell that. That's something that just comes. That's just something that's just that's a gift. You are gifted if you can do that. And again, if you have if you are aware of it, uh, and you know that's what you're doing. We can, yeah, we can do some serious work in this world, serious work. Okay. So, Jay, are you there? I'm here. You got a question? Yes, ma'am. I hear your voice breaking, too. You uh, you better don't be getting sick, Miss Lady. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have a question. Um so I, I guess you already answered my original question, which was, uh, do you have to be conscious to be a, to be spiritual? Uh, I think I think let me put it this way: everybody has their own space and time, and you know, no one else gets to be in your space. Okay, so where you are in your life, you may be a Christian. Okay. Your spirituality may have led you in that direction, in that particular moment in time, because that's what you needed. I don't knock my brothers and sisters who are on, you know, a religious path. That's what they choose. That's where they need to be in that particular moment. They can be spiritual. I've I've felt so much spirituality from people. You know, I talk to people all the time, and they could tell you in the heartbeat, oh, I didn't know you weren't Christian. Because when you're talking love and you're talking spirituality, it transcends anything as far as religion. So, you know, you can you can be spiritual and still have another label you put on yourself because that's the particular path that you're on in that particular moment in time. Who's to say later on, you know, you won't, again, this whole thing, this whole journey is about progression and evolving up. You know, you'll evolve to the next point in your life where, you know, it, you may outgrow Christianity. You may outgrow, you know, being a Muslim. You may outgrow whatever it is that you're, so you're moving forward. You know, we're putting labels on ourselves, and we can't put labels on ourselves. You need to just be, spirituality allows you to just be who you are and have the soul that you have and the spirit that you have and just connect with those other souls and those other spirits without having to worry about a title that's involved with them, you know. So consciousness, consciousness is, again, just another title. It's not... It's not either you know or you don't. And <laughs> I don't need a title to tell you whether I know something or not. You know what I mean? You're going to know where that person is in their consciousness and in their evolution just by speaking to them. I don't need to tell when I talk to someone, I don't need them to tell me, hey, I'm conscious. I'm going to know that within the first 15 minutes talking to you just based on how we speak. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's literally where you are in your path that makes you – you know, where you are on your spiritual journey. And no one is in the wrong space. You know, we can't tell somebody, oh, you're doing that wrong. No, they're doing exactly what they need to be doing for themselves in this moment. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Don't don't judge. Don't knock. Leave them be. 
And when the time comes, be there to support them as they move forward. That's what we do. That's a healer. That's how you heal. You support, you support people where they are in their lives, even, in, you know, especially with their spirituality, especially understanding spirituality. A spiritual, a spiritual person understands that. Did I answer the question? You sure did, miss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. Okay, so um, let me see what's, what's another question. Um. So let's let's move to your your product line. I know you have the products and stuff. I wanted to showcase all of your talents, and um, you know, like touch bases on a little bit of everything that you're doing. So mm-hmm. I know included, like as, as a branch of healing, you provide products such as mm-hmm. um, I know some of it is cosmetic and some of it's not. So I really wanted for you to tell us, for you to tell the listening audience exactly what what your products consist of. Okay. Um, well, I started, again, you know, with me, everything that I do, it comes out of necessity. Um, I needed to, I understand energy, and I understand, you know, once you understand energy and that everything is energy and you put out energy and anything you put in your body, on your body, it has a certain type of energy on it. I got to this point, I have a, you know, a little while ago, I had a little issue with OCD a little bit. I had a little obsessive compulsive because once you start figuring some things out and seeing some things, it's hard to unsee it. So I started going through this thing with, you know, soap. And I was like, if soap comes from a machine and it's just what kind of energy is on this? You know, and I started being concerned about what was coming on my children and what was, you know, physically being put on me and my children when it comes to this soap. So I started researching, and I started, you know, one, I said, okay, well, I need to switch soaps to a soap that I felt more confident in, so I started buying a soap that was more natural. Then I'm like, well, these ingredients are very simple. I probably can do this myself. So I started researching how to make soap and realizing that it was more economical for me to make my own soap. And so I started um, just, you know, researching and trying different things and, trying different, you know, oils and all these different things to put in. And then I started realizing, well, if it's all about energy, I can put these herbs in it and I can put these, you know, essential oils in it. And essential oils and herbs cause, you know, aromas, it has aromatherapy products, I mean, excuse me, properties that can help, you know, the brain and can help you with depression and can help you with anxiety. And again, you know, my daughter at one point in time had issues with anxiety. So I started looking into all of these things and, you know, it just kind of manifested into this whole thing where I had not only soap for my family, and it was the oils. My daughter had eczema. Okay, so what kind of healing can I do with this this oil to help her arms and help, you know, so it just kept going and going and going. And next thing I knew, I had this beautiful soap that, you know, just worked wonders on your skin. And I had these oils that did wonders on, you know, to make sure that you, you have this glow and you smell so good, you know. And um, the things for our hair, all of our hair, uh, all of us have locks in our hair. And, you know, I was here all the time with my daughter. Her hair just looks so healthy, but it was the things that I was putting in her hair. That was the oil that I was making for that hair. And so it was just me having all of these things that I wanted to do for my family. And I realized, okay, other people seem to really be interested in, you know, not me pushing it. They would just ask the question. And right. I just started putting these things together. And I said, well, you know, you can buy them if you want it. It just 
kept going and kept going into the point where I just was like, okay, let's just make this into a line of things. So I have the um, body oil. I have well, I call it my well, body oil. Um, I have our soap, our all natural um, uh, healing soap, and I promise you, it cleans everything. <laughs> like you, I have little boys who like to get real dirty, and her name one good time in the tub, they're good. Um, and I also have a exfoliating scrub um, that I use that we use for the face and also for problem areas on your skin. Um, what did I say? The hair, the oil, the soap, the exfoliating things. And my, yeah, so I have four products that I use right now, that I have right now. Oh, and I make candles. Um, but I use the candles as the spiritual candles. So when I'm speaking to people or I'm, you know, doing some healing, I'll make a candle to help them. Because, again, your energy goes into everything. So, you know, I'll have that in mind when I'm making candles for particular, you know, issues that they may be having. And sometimes even with soap and even with oils, if you're having a particular issue and I know that you're having a particular issue, I'll go in and I'll make something for you and help you that way. But then I have a general line that I just I sell on the website, um, that also has healing properties um, that isn't specific for you, but it'll still, you know, if you have an issue with anxiety, you know, bergamot is great for anxiety. Um, if you're having issues with, um, you know, just energies around you seem to be attracted to you, eucalyptus is help, will help you to, you know, cleanse yourself of these other type of entities that are coming around you or these different energies that are coming around you. So it's just knowing... Um, knowing these natural herbs and these actual uh, fragrances that will help you to get, you know, these energies off or, you know, attract different types of energies to you and repel other ones to you. So that's what the line is about. I, I ramble. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, en- I'm enjoying the, the uh, descriptions. I, I know you in Atlanta, so you know I'm going to inbox you after the show and tell you I'm going to come meet you, right? Love that. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> You know I'm coming over there now, right? Well, Jeff, well, Jeff, I'm here. I am here. Okay, well, that sounds like some awesome products. I mean, um, especially the spiritual candles and the, um, the soaps and everything because it is hard to find soaps that don't dry your skin or don't cause some type of irritation. Um, so that that is good that you do those kind of products. Yeah, I believe in healing all around. And, again, you know, with the mentality that our baby, my biggest thing is I have a little baby. I have a newborn. So, you know, if I can, the day he came, well, I homeschooled him. I mean, I home birthed him. So the day he came into the, world, into the world, I was able to use my soap on him. And I felt confident that he was going to be okay, you know. And that's right. that's beautiful. Yeah, just that's knowing beautiful. that I could do that. So it's definitely healing, definitely you know, cleansing. Very, it's that old school, old timey. You know, back when your great great grandmama was in there, probably making some soap. My ancestors helped me with everything, so that's how I got these ideas to make these soaps. So please believe they work. They work very well. Okay. okay. Well, let me see. Um, okay, so I know. You were, you said you were originally making the products for your family. What made you decide to do the website and actually market the products? Uh, 
a lot of pushing from others because I didn't want to, um, to be completely honest with you. It was, you know, it was, well, I want to be able to buy some, but you are in Atlanta, and I, I need to be able to get it when I want to. So it became a demand, you know what I mean, from people, you know, that weren't close by. And so right. that demand is what made me say, okay, well, let me break down and do it because I like to, you know, interact with people. When I talk to them, when I hand you a bar of soap, I like to find out what's going on with you. You know, I'm a mama. So I want to right. know, you know, hey, what is it? What you, okay, hold on. Let me. What about this one? You might need this one. I like doing that, but, you know, others, you know, wanted the soap and was like, yo, I, I need that, like, so can you please come up with some other way for me to get it whenever I want to? Because you don't always answer the phone, and you're not always accessible. So I needed something for them to be able to get access to, you know, get what they needed. So that's how I came about. This demand. Okay. So um, before we move to anything else, um, you want to give the listeners your the the web drive, the um, website address? Yes, I do. It's um, Balance Trinity, B A L A N C E D, Trinity, T R I N I T E E, dot Stolen African, S T O L E N A F R I K A N dot com. And you can okay. also look us up on Facebook at Balance Trinity, Balance Trinity, Trinity, T R I N I T E E. And um, there's a link to the website as well. Okay. Marie, did you have any other questions? Um, let's see. Uh, I think she answered answer more than our question. She did answer more than, than I thought, but um, I'm glad that she's going so in-depth with all of her answers to give clarification um, for our questions. That is really wonderful that you're doing that because you're really clarifying everything that we're asking you. Um I did want to know that how do people get in touch with you if they want spiritual healing? Like, do you do that? Um, I don't want to say professionally, but do you do that on a regular basis? You would have to come to Atlanta and find me somewhere in the West End because (laughs) I do not (laughs) do that over the phone. Um, I tell people all the time how I'm connected with people is literally through ancestors. It is literally your ancestors saying, hey, 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 her right here, talk to us. And, you know, I can't do that over the phone. Um, Right. So if I don't know you, I don't generally, you know, pick up on those things. Um, Like I said, it's more of a one-on-one basis. I have to sit down and talk to you. So if you are in Atlanta, and you, you know, want to sit down and have a conversation, hit me up on the website, hit me up on Balance Trinity. And um, definitely, we can meet up. I'll talk to you there. But, no, I don't do anything okay. over the phone with you. Right. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that because you really can't get too much from over the phone, not when it comes to a spiritual healing. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah, that's an in-person energy type of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's my final question. What about you, Jay? Uh, I think she's answered all my questions, except, girl, you know I'm coming to see you, right? I just wanted to say that again. (laughs) (laughs) So I understand. You know I live by the West End, right? You know I live by the West End, so I am going to find you. (laughs) (laughs) 
don't like I you know, my biggest thing is, you know, I get I get missing. So I read because sometimes I need to just, you know, decompress from things that's going on around and so I'll get missing for a while, but as long as you got my number, call me. I'll pop up. I will pop up. All right then. Well, it's been so beautiful having you on the show. It's really been so beautiful having you. This has been like the most this has been like the most calming, peaceful show, right, Marie? Like every show is unique and every show has its own energy. But this has been really like you know, it's been really peaceful and it's been nice. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. It's been a pleasure meeting you. You too. It's been a real pleasure to meet you. Yeah, and um, I look forward to great things, hearing great things about you and your products and everything that you're doing. Thank you, sis. Thank you so much for the blessings. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for doing what you're doing, Eight Years Strong on the radio. You know, we need this. We need these opportunities. We need the ability to have our voices heard. And um, thank you for being diligent in what you're doing. And, Jay, thank you so much for reaching out to me, sis. Thank you. Beyond of thank course. you. No, I got of you. Course. I got you, <laughs> No problem. You know, everybody knows that I, I'm I, I'm always full support. Um, Marie, you don't even know. She and I met at an actual ancestors celebration. Mm-hmm. That's where she and I oh, met. Really? We met and we, yeah, face to face at an ancestor celebration here in Atlanta. That's how oh, I met okay. her. And and um. You know, we just we just kept in touch. We just kept kept in touch since then, and she's really a, a really beautiful spirit. So I'm always drawn to her. She she'll tell you I just randomly message her out of the blue all the time. Like it'll be like weeks in between, and then I'll just message her, like, "Hey, lady, how you doing?" And you know, right. <laughs> so I you know I when I realized we were doing entrepreneurs, and I saw that you had started a balanced trinity, I said, "Oh no, we have to have her." you know, on the show. And um, like I said, I support all, you know, black enterprise and, and entrepreneurship. Exactly. But, um, you know, Marie will tell you I'm we're, we're picky about the, the ones we invite to the show. Mm-hmm. So we knew that Very. you would have a good energy. And I'm so glad you called in. I, I'm, I'm glad the show went well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you. me too. Anytime y'all want to talk about something else, let me know. I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, just let me know. I got okay. you. Okay. <laughs> right, that'll work. Well, um, I don't live in Atlanta, but um, since you have the website, I know I can order some stuff from the website. Most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. Or if you, you know, if you have anything specific that you want, that's another thing too. If um, there's something specifically going on with you with your skin, or going on with you spiritually, and you feel like, oh, I just need to, you know, I'm feeling. You know, like I'm feeling drained, or I'm feeling like you know things around me are just you know message me, email me, and I'll you know be more than happy to come up with some um, products that can help specifically clear whatever the issue is that you're having. You know, um, okay. because we all know what's going on with us. We all know it's just sometimes we have a hard time expressing it, and um, you know. I find that a lot of times with our people, is, you know, when you start talking spirituality, they get scared. And it's like, don't be right. scared. You know, do not be scared. Uh, embrace who and what you are. And if you feel something going on with you, let it be known. Cause once you right, because that's the case. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, because right. especially, you know, a lot of times we feel things and we dismiss it because of, you know, teachings or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be that, that causes us to, you know, to purposely ignore those types of things. And we're ignoring real problems. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We're ignoring real problems such as generational curses and, you know, like, like other en- entities that we may have, that may have been introduced to us through, you know, relationships or friendships or whatever, you know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. we fully dismiss that that it might be something we think it is because, oh, that's not normal or, you know, mm-hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And depression amongst black women, you know, we get depressed because we ignore things. And we get depressed because we're, you know, it's literally depressing ourselves. We're suppressing who and what we are. And, you know, sisters, we don't, we don't like talking about it because we've got to be so strong. But, no, we got to come up out of that. We are not superwoman. We don't have to be superwoman. We can be just as, you know, just as weak sometimes. We have to have a balance in who, right. who we are and understanding that, you know, spiritual vampires are real. And, you know, there are things that come on you spiritually that you need to have clean and you need to get off you and you need to be able to talk about it. You need to be able to express it. And um, I just, you know, pray that people understand what, I, what I'm doing in my part of the world and my little universe is here to help, you know, those that are open and understanding of that. Okay. okay. And we thank you very much for that. You're welcome, sisters. Thank you. Well, right. it has been a, such a pleasure to have you on the show. And um, and if you have anything going on in the future, I'm sure you and Jay will keep in touch, so she'll let me know, and we could probably have you back on the show. Cool. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when we do something with, you know, our homeschool groups in the spring, we get together generally in the spring and um, have our, you know, when it starts getting warm, our new year, so I say, you know, our new year, when it starts getting warmer, it's when we start really getting out and getting together. So I definitely will let Jay know so she can bring her babies and we can, you know, get things going with them too. Of course. Okay. Of course. Um, I guess, you know, this has been a good show. Um, please follow us at Miss Reason on every social network, all of them, the Miss Reason show. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> The Miss Reason Show at you know on Facebook, the Miss Reason Show on Twitter, Instagram, everything. Um, you want to say something, sis? Nope, just follow the, the follow the Miss Reason Show everywhere social. Right. Right. And um, and listen, um, we um, stay tuned for us tomorrow. We have a show tomorrow at uh, 9 p.m. So it'll be same time, same place. Um, we have a, it'll be a different guest, but it'll be the same wonderful show. So thank you so much, Kanisha, for being such a wonderful guest. You're welcome, babe. Thank you for being a great host. Good night. Good night.